You are listening to the Some Good Content Podcast, a swipe file of proven content plays shared by some of the most successful content marketers out there doing the work. I'm John Benini, and I'm your host. Alrighty, my guest today is Benjamin Elias, Director of Content Marketing at Active Campaign. Benjamin, great to have you on here, man. Super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Just we were just talking about how there's there's like a handful of content marketers. I feel like whenever they post things, I'm always like, wow, that's we we share a worldview and and I admire greatly. You're one of them. An active campaign is, is obviously a great company. So it's great to have you on here and, and geek out for a little bit on on what's working and hear your insights on things. Well, super excited to be on a on a podcast that I listen to. <laughs> Sweet man. Um, so uh, a little editor's note here for listeners. Uh, you're probably going to hear my kids in the background. So it's five o'clock right now. And my kids are at that time of day where they're just kind of, and you're also gonna hear my phone right now, but, um, they're at that time of day where it just, it's like, yeah, off the wall, bad shit. So anyways, in addition to hearing the, uh, awesome takes from Benjamin, if you hear some, from some children screaming in the background, I promise you everybody's okay. So, uh, we'll just get the house cleaning there out of the way. Um, and, uh, today in the pod, Benjamin has agreed to walk us through, uh, one of the content plays that's had a really big impact at Active Campaign over the last what would you say like six months, right? Would you say yeah about May? the six months yeah. yeah in May? So he's gonna he's gonna walk us through that. Before we get into the specifics of the play, I wanted to dig into just some you know overall the team structure and and stuff like that with you, Benjamin. So can you just talk to us about the overall role that content plays um, at Active Campaign, like? Anything you could share around sessions or conversion rate, like what kind of impact does content have, um, you know, on the overall company at Active Campaign? Yeah, absolutely. I think the best way to share that info is maybe to do a quick journey, uh, a sojourn Let's across my three years there, because uh, we've pretty much grown from I started as a content writer at Active Campaign in December of 2017, and the day I started, actually, my uh, boss put in his two weeks, so it was. Uh, <laughs> in and then welcome to the wild. Um, <laughs> and when I started, the emphasis was very much on let's grow organic traffic. Let's focus on writing, on blogging. That's where we're going to focus our content efforts. And we started at around 8,000 or so organic monthly visitors. Uh, that's unique page views and uh, or sorry, unique visitors. Um, and uh, we have scaled that since to around 200,000 today. Wow. In the course of that, there were uh, some evolutions. So it started out again as just me writing three blog posts a week. Uh, not my preferred way to approach it, but we made a shift there uh, eventually. And then after about nine months, I was able to bring on one additional writer. Uh, we had scaled from 8,000 monthly to about 20,000 monthly. And that was enough of a, a case to say, yeah, it makes sense to put some more resource here. Uh, six months after bringing on the additional writer, I was able to bring on three more writers uh, at which point the team was me as the content manager and uh, project manager, editor, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, and right. doing the SEO work uh, largely myself as well, uh, and working with three content specialists who were writing roughly one long-form uh, search-optimized post per week, and uh, one person uh, that we call the growth content marketer who would focus on longer-form customer stories, like narrative-based stories, uh, digging in, with our customers. And that was uh, in support of sales and some of our other marketing efforts. From there, June 2019 to November 2019, 
we scaled from 37,000 monthly organic visitors to 119,000 monthly organic visitors. It's about a 22% average month over month growth rate. Uh, We were able in that same period of time to implement um, some better conversion rate uh, optimization across the blog. Uh, Our conversion rate at that point was, oh, going back, I don't even know where I would find the number, but my recollection is it was (laughs) just over 3% um, to uh, our top converting lead magnet, which we've actually still not been able to beat. Uh, As traffic has scaled up, that's dropped a little bit. It's about 2.8% now, Mm -hmm. Um, but still that's like reasonable um, considering that we could still put some more effort into that, I think. Um, and uh, overall, that growth had a huge impact on Active Campaign. We were, for the first time, able to uh, capture a non-trial audience uh, and build up some uh, some additional MQLs from that. It gives us a great floor to start from, a platform to start from, so we don't have to do everything from scratch, be fighting for organic traffic month over month, and it lets us put some of our effort in uh, other places. Uh, we could say a little bit more maybe about how the team ran there. Like I had writers, mm-hmm. I largely gave primary keywords to writers, but then trained them on how they do their own semantic optimization. Sure. Um, but then would still edit them uh, afterwards for just like phrasing and, and right. is, yeah. is this going to capture someone's attention? Um, but overall that that ran fairly smoothly. The um, it's I was going to say wrench, but it's a positive wrench. It's a good thing. Uh, in September of 2019, Maria Pergolino came on as our CMO. She is fantastic, very smart, very smart marketer uh, in multiple levels. And she made the great point that we're not trying to optimize the blog, we're trying to optimize the business. And having that amount of traffic and the leads that it generates is valuable. It helps us uh, want, it, it contributes to all of the other campaigns we're going to do, but there are other and broader influences that content can have. So at that point, uh, the video team joined the content team. Uh, we had our automation recipes manager join the content team. We hired a social media manager who joined the content team. Um, and we we really refocused some of our efforts across those other areas of the organization. Today, and we'll get into some of the specifics about automation recipes that sure. happened in the, in the intervening year. Uh, today, the content team has um, two relatively senior content marketers as writers. We've got a, the video team has become the multimedia team and works with both our uh, videos and with webinars, uh, which we started up during COVID and quickly saw some results from. We have a customer evangelist who came over from our uh, product organization who's been with the company for a really long time, understands the product well, but can dig into some of the technical side of things. Uh, and really work closely with customers. Still have our automation recipes manager. Uh, community has joined the content team recently, uh, as well as customer marketing. Uh, it's customer and community bundled together. And was this all of this sort of uh, convergence of different channels, video, you know, community, <laughs> social media, was this a way just to amplify the efforts uh, of the content team, as Maria had kind of said, um, that it was mo- it was about more than just the blog? So was it... Was it a, obviously you're diversifying your content, right? Mm-hmm. Publishing video and doing all these things. Was it was it a way to just distribute it wider um, and cover more customer marketing and, and just just cover more bases? Um, there's an element of it that's distributing it wider. Maria's big emphasis is let's make sure that all areas of marketing are pulling in the same direction. So if we're going to do a coordinated marketing campaign, it should be coordinated across content, product marketing, brand, mm-hmm. uh, revenue marketing to make sure that 
uh, we've got the message right on the product side. We're able to um, have our have actual like product functionality in there in a really good way. We have the lead follow up set up as well as PPC and all of the paid spend that we need to do for it, and then content as as like the you know the really compelling um, right well content right. Sure. Um, so part of bringing all of the those resources into the single team was to make sure that um, she could have that coordinated like council of people. Uh, so like I'll interact often with the head of our brand team or the head of revenue marketing, product marketing, and that, that miniature council makes coordinating campaigns and larger things than we could do individually much, much, much easier. Right, right. I would imagine. Great. So, all right. So the team has not only, uh, you know, gotten bigger uh, since you first joined, but you're, you're covering, you have a lot more mm-hmm. subject matter experts in different areas, video, you're covering a lot more different content types and uh, covering more of the product journey, it sounds like, the customer journey. Yeah, totally. Um, so let's get into the play uh, that you shared. Um, so basically, you had shared, uh, we were chatting through email uh, last week, and you had shared in May of this year, in May 2020, you launched the Active Campaign Marketplace, which is basically a collection of pre-made automation recipes. Do you want to just walk through kind of what that is and what the thought process was behind launching it? Yeah, totally. So Active Campaign has automation recipes. So you can take an, a pre-made automation, bring it into your account, and then have it there. You can use it as it is, or you can customize it to your business. It's just a much easier way to start using automation. It makes it much more accessible, right? Uh, especially because the, the tool is so flexible because you can onboard a new customer, you could onboard a new lead, you could trigger a notification to sales team, uh, you can uh, move deal stages or uh, push information out to one of your integrations, pull information in from one of your integrations and use that to trigger automation. It can it can be, as you get into the weeds, uh, a lot to think through. And the automation recipes means you don't have to think through it. It's right there. It's a starting point. Uh, we, in January of 2019, had someone come over from support. So a product expert came over onto the marketing team to build up more automation recipes, uh, not yet onto the content team, but with, uh, with the marketing team. And he would just he would pump them out. He had them like coming out all the time, uh, five a week or or whatever it wound up being till we went from like maybe 50 to 250 automation recipes that we had available in the platform. Outside of the platform, not so easy to find them. There was an activecampaigns.com slash marketplace. Uh, it, the design was outdated. It wasn't well optimized. It's hard to find things. Um, and when we look at when we looked at that as he joined the content team in October of 2019, it, it was like, oh wow, we have this huge resource here that's available to people. It's available to people in the app, but every recipe is a pain point, presumably. It's mm. a problem that someone wants to solve in Active Campaign. And if we have a recipe that is um, as an example, someone submits a form to get your lead magnet, you can tag them easily with what they were interested in. Uh, and route them to the appropriate person on your sales team. That's a pre-built automation recipe that exists in the Active Campaign Marketplace. There are people asking that question. There are people looking for that type of thing. They're Googling it, right? Yep. They're Googling it, absolutely. And um, even for customers, like you, it's much easier to browse through an external website than it is to browse something uh, in the actual application. So we, we saw this opportunity, and there's a lesson in there that uh, when it was... Well, we'll get to the lesson later, actually, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we saw this opportunity, and we said, "Okay, let's launch this uh, active campaign marketplace." 
but use the momentum from that to influence other areas of the organization. We can see the opportunity of automation recipes. They're super easy to import. They're the fastest way to get started in the platform, but our success teams aren't using them right now. Our sales teams aren't selling on them right now. Our education teams aren't teaching people about them right now. Uh, people are mostly starting from scratch. Our product team doesn't have it on the product roadmap yet. And uh, th these are like, these are great. They're shareable. Partners use them to onboard people quickly. Clearly a really big opportunity. And we could go to those teams and say, hey, product, you should put this on your roadmap. And I'm sure they would have said yes, right? That's that's the thing that people love hearing. Here, take more work. Um, and instead of doing it that way, we said, let's make this launch really exciting, set it up for long-term success organically, and make it part of the culture at Active Campaign. That's what we did. Uh, it took a while to get all of that together because we had to write. 250 separate search optimized descriptions for each of the recipes. Uh, we had to get designs for every single recipe uh, for for launch, and then of course that's just the back end of actually building the thing. The site team had to actually build the thing. Um, design team had to design it, make sure it was browsable, searchable, filterable, all of those things, um, which means you know a lot of manually categorizing things in the early stages, uh, and then actually launching it. That took a few months. Uh, we worked on it on the content half of that, probably from January to March, along with, you know, other things that we were working on uh, and the site side of it after that. Uh, and then May, we go and we launch it and we throw everything we have at it. We have uh, all sorts of like written content, sales enablement. We had quick start recipes. These are the 10 to get started. Let's give those to our sales team and our success teams. Uh, the, our social media was pretty cool. We had some... Um, some like employee advocacy stuff to get them to share it, but also um, like choose your own adventure Twitter threads that were really fun. And uh, even if those didn't necessarily go viral, people internally saw them and were like, wow, I never thought of doing this with Twitter. That's a really cool thing. And what we saw from that is not only a significant uptick in the actual traffic to the marketplace uh, and in, in following the, um, the leads and the trials that came from them, or sorry, trials and revenue that came from it, uh, but we saw that automation recipes as a concept had got this huge buy-in that would have been so hard to get otherwise. So uh, just to paint the, I can't maybe give the exact numbers, but just to paint the, the story of it, uh, before launch, traffic is pretty low. Uh, it starts to increase a little bit as we add the search-optimized descriptions, which was very encouraging at the time. So you're like, all right, this thing is going to work. It's already working, and we haven't really actually done a whole lot yet. Uh, but then launches, of course, you know, huge explosion of traffic, tons of people coming to it. We're pointing everything back at it. Uh, what happens post-launch? Doesn't stay at that same level, but right. it levels at, at definitely significantly higher than it was previously. If we look at the year-over-year -year numbers, which I uh, pulled up just for this, um, year-to-date, traffic is up 213%, and trials are up 540% to to the marketplace so pretty significant wow. uh what was so what was the marketplace what did that consist of prior to may it was just a one pager um you didn't have the individual recipes listed out on individual pages there there were some recipes listed out uh the the from a technical perspective it was not great and mostly there wasn't much description there so there was no image of the recipe sure. there was like maybe two sentences of description for the recipe uh, as a user, it was a tough experience because like it's hard to filter through. There's no really good filtering 
and once I get there, I can't see what it looks like, and I don't know what it does, but it asked me to import it. So we um, overhauled the whole design, made it filterable by the things that people actually would want to filter by, and uh, actually like had images of the recipe plus full descriptions of what they did and why you would do the, uh, use them. Right. And you kind of link to, I'm on the pages now, you also link to, like you have them categorized, e-commerce, yeah. retail, consulting agency, blogger, author. So all of those pages are also search optimized in, in addition to the individual um, the individual recipes themselves. So yep. I can imagine, would you say the traffic was up? You said 214% to the yeah. marketplace? Yeah. Year on year? Yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, was this inspired? This, the marketplace reminds me a little bit of Zapier. Was, was that some of the inspiration there? Um, I will neither confirm nor deny uh, <laughs> looking at Zapier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a good model, right? It's a great model to follow. Um, this is great. So yeah, talk to me. Uh, I want to dig deeper into, like you talked about that it wasn't just like, you know, you didn't just launch it and tweet about it, but there was an overall launch campaign, right? That covered mm -hmm. multiple channels. You had obviously the one pagers that we're talking about here. You had some setup slides. So obviously sales was using this as collateral in their conversations. Mm -hmm. um, so can you walk us through that? And then, uh, yeah, some of the more interesting ones, the, the slides for sales the press pitches, and then, yeah, I want to dig deeper into that choose-your-own-adventure uh, Twitter threads that you were talking about. Yeah, totally. Uh, I'd say this is the kind of thing that was, like, really big at the time um, and used all the channels we had available to us, and I think if we did it again today, we would, like, blow it out of the water, which is super exciting also. We came that far in six months. Um, but when we looked at that, <clears throat> excuse me, we had a few things that we knew. We knew that our best source of distribution was our email list and our people-facing teams. Our email list for numbers and our people-facing teams for uh, conversion, and also that distributing to our people-facing teams is what makes it uh, part of the company culture. Right. So we, uh, we had our uh, email campaign planned out in advance in terms of, okay, we're going to uh, hit our full base or full installed base here uh, with these three things driving to these three resources, starting with like a teaser, something's coming next week, you can register for the webinar here, um, or not telling you what it is yet, and you'll find out on Tuesday, uh, then, you know, Tuesday, and then after Tuesday. Uh, we made sure that we added this into our onboarding flows and made sure that the marketplace was pointing, <clears throat> was pointed to from there. Uh, so that we could just get the sheer numbers, the volume, reach the most of our customers that we needed to. Uh, at, at that point, we were around 100,000 customers, and that's a you know pretty significant base of people. Sure. Makes sense to get in front of them. Uh, we had some stuff going in our communities for similar reasons. Uh, for for sales, we had and success. We had a one pager describing here are the value proposition. Here's the value proposition or recipes. Uh, when it comes to getting set up quickly uh, or finding new use cases for things that you weren't thinking of. Uh, if I want to use X feature in the platform, but I'm not totally sure how to start doing it, great. Click the button in the marketplace and you'll get whatever goals. Uh, as a goal step in Active Campaign. here's all the automation recipes that have that. Uh, so we added a one pager that really uh, has the key message points there. And then slides that were similar to the like customer story slides that a lot of companies use. Here are the 10 recipes. These are the things that your customers are going to really like because you can set them up super quickly. Uh, everyone wants a welcome series. We've got welcome series. Series. Is, 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 is. <laughs> series. Is, is. Uh, 
we've got well we got uh welcome sequences and um we have the basic version we have the version that routes things through sales we have the version that includes segmentation mm -hmm. like we have the version for how advanced your person is and we we give them the slides there uh when it comes to press we have a we were working with a pr agency so they did the majority of things there uh and the social media twitter threads yeah so if you use you can poke like way back through active campaigns timeline to find them but uh it'd be may 5th 2020 um if you use uh, quote tweets, at least at the time, because Twitter has made some changes recently, I'm not sure if it's still totally possible. If you use quote tweets and arrange it right, you can set it up to say, here is a scenario, click on this, or do you want to do this, or do you want to do that? Um, you, you have your initial tweet, here's the scenario, uh, okay. and then you reply to that with two quote tweets, where it's go down route A or go down route B. And we made, uh, I think, four or five of those that followed the path of an automation recipe. So you are our <laughs> X person. You're going to make a decision about your customer. Uh, does your customer get this experience or this experience? And at the end of it, oh, this is a real experience. You can get the automation recipe for it right here. Uh, I think the really valuable thing about that was they got some traction on, on Twitter, um, certainly more so than an average post. Right. Uh, people internally loved that. People from the... The product and engineering organization saw that and was like, wow, that's so creative. I never thought of using Twitter that way. I think there's the external value of the full launch, but there's the internal value of right. after this, we uh, launched this week, just this week in October, recipe recommendations in our platform. So you can now get uh, recommendations for your business and what uh, recipes you should actually use and start with. Uh, we'll have more coming soon there. Um, we made some improvements to how easy it is to import recipes and how easy it is to get set up with them on the product side. Our education team uses it in all of their uh, customer education on their onboarding webinars and calls. Uh, we don't have to make that case to people because everyone already felt like it was exciting. We didn't have to go and say, uh, product, build this, education, put this in here because that would probably not have worked. Right. But uh, now those teams are working in that direction. They see the value of recipes in the same way that we did. And uh, stay tuned for the rest of this year as we have a, a pretty major holiday recipes campaign uh, launching. Yeah, I think that this too is like the best type of uh, content campaign because it's it's great because you have all these now search optimized pages. So obviously your, your footprint has increased there. You've already seen the benefit from that, the 214% increase in traffic. What was the the, tri uh, the trials increase from Marketplace, did you say? Uh, I believe it was 540, yeah, 540%. Five, uh, 500%, you said? 540%, yeah. Wow. Um, so you, you obviously have that uh, very measurable uh, external benefit. But then you also have, like, I'm sure this has helped onboarding, right? And mm -hmm. retention, um, activation, getting new users set up and using the product as, as quickly as possible. Um, what, what type of feedback have you heard, uh, from your customer facing teams on like how, how big of an impact this has had? That's such a great question because, uh, it, our, the person who manages recipes for us, our marketplace manager on the content team, uh, will go through our like voice of customer dashboard and like mm -hmm. look frequently at all that is tagged by what type of feedback it is. And it'll go and look at automations and you look before May, 2020 you don't hear a whole lot about recipes. You look <laughs> after May 2020, and recipes are everywhere. So we definitely uh, we can like literally see all the feedback coming in that people are using automation recipes and that it's a part of the platform they love. 
Right. Uh, how many did you say you had before this? 50? Um, we had we had about 50 at the beginning of 2019. Right. So that's actually a great point also where um, this whole story to me is about buy-in. How do you get buy-in for something throughout an entire organization? It didn't start when we uh, when we said, let's relaunch the marketplace. It started when we had one person building automation recipes slowly in a corner where no one was really looking at it yet. And I think so frequently that's how the progress happens. Uh, even in the earlier half of the story where it's, okay, we started 8,000 monthly organic visitors to our blog and we scaled it to over 200,000. That started with, I am assigned three posts a week. I have to put out three posts a week, but I'm going to try to make them successful by sneaking in the search part of it. I'm going to like do the keyword research. I'm going to do the optimization um, without getting permission for it. And then afterwards say, oh, look, 8,000, 20,000. Let's hire me some people. Um, the progress starts, look for the place where no one is going to argue with you, where you don't have to have a fight <laughs> about it. Uh, and then once it's an obvious decision, bring it and make it a decision. When it's 8,000 and it, any improvement over that is conjecture, like, oh, yeah, I can improve this 15% every month, says who, right? Why? Why should I believe you? There's risk involved. When it's, we already hit 20,000, oh, yeah, this is doing well. We should get more resources. When it's 50 recipes on an area of the site that hasn't changed in three years, I don't know. It's hard to build a case that we should put some uh, right. development resources into building this whole marketplace when it's 250 it's like wow we should probably put some muscle behind that uh and then once 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 you start to have the success the success snowballs people want to be involved in it they want to attach themselves to it and they just see the opportunity it brings to their own areas that's interesting so the 200 that increase from 50 to 250 recipes was kind of going on just behind the scenes it wasn't really part of this bigger this bigger campaign or bigger initiative yet Right. It wasn't until um, we were able to put all those pieces into one team right. on the content team that we were like, oh, well, we have the video resources and the webinars and the social media and the writing skills and the SEO skills. And we have good relationships with design and site teams and we have automation recipes. Let's go build this thing. Right. That's that's amazing. This, this is a, it's a great story, especially like me. I'm, I'm sitting here because we have templates. Mm. Um with Databox and something we've we've toyed with is like, we, we have templates like dashboard templates, but we also in our product have performance alerts that you can set up. We also have scorecards where you can automate like five to 10 metrics that get sent to your email every single day, updates. And so we've thought about the idea of like, you know, a dashboard uh, coupled with two performance alerts and a scorecard, like a, <clears throat> sort of like a playbook for, a content marketer or an SEO or a salesperson, mm -hmm. they're all going to have different playbooks with different alerts set up. And we've thought about like packaging them together in that kind of way before. Um, it's, you know, similar. It's not automation in this way, but it's like sort of like this pre-built playbook. Here you go. Shortens the time to value. Um, it also gives you opportunities to create a bunch of website pages, which can rank and search and does a whole lot of good things. Well, so I'm sitting here like taking notes to myself, like, okay, like there's some things, there's some things we can take from this. You've hit exactly on an area that we want to move next also, where we have, we're going to cross 500 automation recipes by the end of this year. Uh, and we've started to get more submissions of those from our partners, um, for people who integrate with us. We've been able to scale up in that way, uh, getting some user-generated content in there. But uh, that creates so many opportunities to slice across all of it. 
let's combine all the automation recipes targeted at X stage of the sales funnel with the content that we have about X stage of the sales funnel. Let's get the, all that into a page. Let's get a, some gated content in yeah, there. It's, yeah, it's it creates so many opportunities. This whole waterfall of different pages and all linking to each other. It's it's powerful. Yeah. Uh, so what was the holiday campaign that you, you teased? So it sounds Stay like you're going to be... Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> well, you kind of just... Yeah, it sounds like you're going to be doubling or more the number of recipes that you have. Yeah. So we uh, we have been building recipes consistently throughout the year, but also uh, part of the launch of the automation marketplace or the XPMA marketplace was... Uh, we'd love to get more user-generated content in here. Users can create this and submit it to the marketplace. That's totally... Uh, that was always part of the functionality, but there wasn't enough attention on it. So we were able to scale up uh, what we got from partners in that way. We have to coach some of them through it at the beginning, but that's fine. Once they're coached through, they sure. they are submitting fine, uh, and we'll make improvements there over time. Uh, and it leads again to, oh, now we're going to cross 500 recipes. That's a pretty good story, especially if we pair it with other functionality that we're bringing to the platform. Let's wrap this into a whole much larger campaign um recipes is a word that means a thing in another context and i'll maybe tease it that way uh and and leave the rest of it to the clever folks that's coming up active campaign yeah so everybody keep your eyes on active campaign during this uh upcoming holiday season for for inspiration on this stuff because i i'm curious now i want to see how how this is executed so many things you could do the blog content the video the the obviously all the pages that you're putting out um and yeah, I got to see what you guys do with Twitter if the if the functionality is still uh, available. Or, you know, maybe you don't want to go back to that well twice. You know, it's like it was cool because you did it once. You know, it's like one of those things where. Let it sit for a year. Yeah. yeah, and yeah we'll bust exactly. it out just on a random Tuesday. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> All right. Uh, Benjamin, this was this was awesome, man. I, I really loved uh, geeking out on this one specifically because it was like I said, it kind of sits at the intersection of content seo and product and Mm -hmm. onboarding and all that kind of stuff so this is super interesting to hear all this thanks for for sharing the numbers and all the insights behind how it all works yeah thanks for having me super fun to talk about